sort of feel like I'm going to uh, steal Dennis's message today. Um, Mother's Day is a, is a very special time. Um, if it wasn't for mothers, we would not be here today. So we are very thankful for um, our mothers. Um, they're very special folks, and today is your day, and so we want to uh, remember you in this. 1 Timothy 5, 1 and 2 says this, Do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. Treat younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. I find that interesting in the scriptures how often it talks about um, those that are examples. Sometimes when we, when we think of Mother's Day, and of course we focus upon our, our mothers, we think about, but as Dennis shared, we think about our wives also, my wife uh, raising five children, and I usually say she did because I was busy gone most of the time. We know that the bulk of that falls on the mothers, but it's also a time, I think, when we come together that we need to be uh, very appreciative if our mothers are still with us. You know, as we grow up, that time sort of flies, and we always think tomorrow. Tomorrow I can spend time with mom or my intentions are to be there next week. But I really believe that we try to spend as much time as we can. And you know, the older we get, the more we realize that. My mother passed away um, several years ago. But I still have a, a mother-in-law that is I just like a mother to me. And I've also had in my spiritual walk many ladies that have been sort of a spiritual mother to me. And the Bible tells us true religion is this, to take care of orphans and widows. And so we also need to remember that we need to honor those, as Timothy said here, uh, the older women as mothers. We treat them that way and the younger women as sisters. And it says, with all purity. As believers, we are supposed to stand in contrast to what the world shows us. And I think the older we get, uh, the more we see things sort of going downhill in the world. It amazes me sometimes when I uh, hear how some children talk to their mothers and grandmothers and uh, those in authority over them. But as believers, as Christians, we are to set a different example. And I think that is one of the reasons why Paul says, with absolute purity. We respect the ladies in our life. Paul instructed Timothy to honor the women in his life. You know, how should you treat your mother? You know, for, for some here, maybe childhood wasn't a great experience. You know, my mother, as I grew up, had many issues. She was married and divorced many times, had some drug issues and alcohol issues. But the Bible doesn't make that a contingency. The Bible says, honor your mother and your father. So I want to look at a few ways that, that we can do this. Even if we haven't had the perfect life, even if um, there were some hard feelings, or even if you grew up in just a, a little leave-it-to-beaver type home, that's great too. We, we praise God for those things. But the Bible talks about a few things, and I want to, I want to share with that today. So the first way that we can show a special mom is to show her honor. To honor our mother. So the Ten Commandments, uh, there's a, a commandment in there. If you're not familiar with them, you should be. 
But it says, honor thy father and thy mother. And it's the first commandment that is not God centrally focused. So we have uh, no other gods, no idols, uh, don't take the Lord's name in vain, honor the Sabbath, and then honor your mother and father. And it's really the, the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you or that you may live long. So way back when the commandments were given, God had told us about this. It's the same command that is given in Ephesians 6.2, honor your father and your mother. And that word honor, do we honor our parents? Do we respect them? It's the same word that Peter used when instructing husbands and their wives. He says this, 1 Peter 3.7, Husbands, in the same way, live with your wives with understanding of their weaker nature, yet showing them honor as co-heirs of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. We see that as husbands, if we honor our wives, the mothers of our children, it says there's a promise there too that our prayers may not be hindered. When we fail to obey God's word, <clears throat> there's something that comes in between us and God. We talked about that with unforgiveness last week, but really any place where we read in the scriptures and we choose not to obey it, there's something that hinders us. And, and right here in Peter, he's talking about hindered prayer. So we honor our mother and father. It's the same word that's also talked about those in leadership in the church that are worthy of double honor. It's an important thing to have. Honor in the Greek word is translated time. It's where we get our word time. And so when we think about honoring Somebody, how do, we, how do we show them that? Well, we spend time with them. Now, I know we're in a busy world, and, and when, when uh, Julie and I were back in our uh, child-rearing days, life goes by fast, doesn't it? A lot of us that sit here, we know life goes by fast, and our intentions are always the next day. Or we're just too busy with the kids, we're too busy with this, and when we do get time to rest, well, we want to spend time with ourselves, doing something maybe I want to do. And all of a sudden, the, the days turn into weeks, the week turns into months, months turn into years. And pretty soon, maybe our loved one goes home. And we can think and maybe regret at some point, saying, oh, I wish I would have spent more time. I wish I would have spent more time with them. Mothers have poured themselves into us, as Dennis had said. I'm not sure how many diapers uh, you change in a day, quite a few. But now multiply that times uh, weeks and, uh, you know, it gets to be quite a bit. How many meals does our mother fix for us in a lifetime? As Dennis shared, how many worrisome nights? I know I gave my mother and grandmother lots of worrisome nights. They really pour themselves into us. We get the little bruises and the little sores, and, and they're there to take care of them. Dad usually says, ah, you're tough, get over it, you know, you'll be okay. But Mom says, come here. And she hugs and holds and fixes and patches. Mothers will take that, that scribbled crayon, uh, Picasso, and hang it on the fridge proudly. You know, our mothers have invested a lot of time into us. 
And so before you get too old or before that time is gone, I want to encourage you to spend time with your mother, if you still can. And again, as I talk to the church, I often say, as true religion is to also spend time with our widows or with those that don't have the family. We want to remember them and give them the honor due because they also had put in their dues. And, and even though um, you know the, the situation may not be where they have a lot of that, we can remember them also. So there's a lot of gifts you can give on Mother's Day. Mother's Day, I, can, I think I listened last night on the news for a blurp, and I mean, I can't remember how many millions or whatever dollars are spent on, on Mother's Day. There's a lot of gifts that we can do. Uh, but the greatest gift that you can ever give a mother, or even give one another, is that of time. You know, Mother Teresa had said that... Uh, in the world, there's many people that are, are dying for a piece of food. But she said that there are many more who are dying for a little love. There is no substitute for spending time with a loved one. So honor your mother or grandmother or the women that God has put into your life and spend time with them. The second way is to help her out. So as I said, when we were growing up, our mothers helped us out a lot. I mean, my mom used to sit at the table and help me with homework. My grandma would do the same thing. Spent a lot of time just helping me with whatever it was uh, that needed to be done. We have our, our youngest boy who's still, I mean, he's a hard worker and he's trying to figure things out in life, just exactly what he wants to do and where he wants to go. And, and my comment usually is, you know, he should be old enough to know. But mom says, I'm going to help him. I'm going to help him find these things. I'll make some calls for him. I'll do some of the legwork for him because that's what mothers do. So we want to help her out. First Timothy 5 gives guidelines uh, for taking care of the, the physical needs of, of widows and the church. Um, so it's not just our mothers, but it's also taking care, especially of those of the household of faith. We want to make sure that, that we are also helping them out where it's needed. I've, I've, in the churches I've been involved with, we have men's group that we just love to do this. We love to um, find those that have a need. You know, and a lot of times it might be the single women, it might be uh, the widows, and sometimes it's just elderly couples, period, or those that just are unable to do things, and we'll go do it. We'll go cut wood, we'll help clean the yard, we'll clean gutters, we do those things. We want to be a help to those that are around. Well, help your mother. A lot of times, those are the opportunities that are right before us. And we don't do it for our own recognition. We do it because of the love we have for them in exchange for the love that they've had for us. John tells us in the 19th chapter, 25 through 27, near the cross, Jesus stood, or near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas. And Mary Magdalene, and when Jesus saw his mother there, and the disciple whom he had loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son, and to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Jesus is dying on the cross for the sins of the world at this very point. I mean, you could, you know, I like to try to put myself in 
people's positions, and you really can't with God, but he's hanging upon the cross. He's got the weight of the sins of the world upon him, but he's not too busy to make sure that his mama's needs are taken care of. And so he looks down from this cross as he's dying, and his mom is probably crying, and what an anguishing uh, position for a mother to be into watching her child die. But he sees her needs, and he wants to make sure that those are met. So for you to neglect mother's needs, you've got to top the cross, because Jesus was there, and he said, I want my mother taken care of. Give mom your honor. We meet her needs. And the last way I really want to talk about today is to really hear her out. There's something about listening to people. And early on in my life and early on in my ministry, I was never a very good listener. I always, I like to talk. That's probably why I am where I'm at. But I like to talk. But I was never a good listener. And a lot of times I would find myself when people were talking instead of really listening to what they would say, and I'm not just saying hearing what they would say, because I'd hear what they say, but in listening, listening is a lot different than hearing. We'll talk about that someday. I was always trying to formulate what my answer was going to be or how I was going to continue this discussion, so I wasn't really listening. Well, I think the most important gifts, or one of the most important gifts for mankind, but especially our mothers, is to listen to them. I want you to think of how often... Your parents listened to you. Your mother listened to you. You'd come home from school and you had something that was going. And mom might be right in the middle of of, uh, cooking dinner or or cleaning or right in the middle of something else. But she would take time or make time to listen to you. Do we really listen to what our parents have to say? We need to hear her out. I found this this little list and I thought it was uh, sort of humorous because... There's so much truth in these things when people write and share because we have these things in common. But it says, my mother taught me religion. Because when I spilled grape juice on the carpet, she instructed, you better pray that that stain will come out of the carpet. (laughs) My mother taught me logic from her decisive words, because I said so, that's why. My mother taught me foresight. Make sure you wear clean underwear in case you have an accident. My mom used to, and my grandma used to tell me that all the time. Make sure you wear clean underwear when you go out because if you have a car accident. Okay. My mother taught me irony. Keep laughing and I'll give you something to cry about. (laughs) My mother taught me stamina. You'll sit here, young man, until you're finished with that spinach. My mother taught me weather. Looks like a tornado went through your room. My mother taught me the circle of life. I brought you into this world, and I can take you out. My mother taught me behavior modification. Stop acting like your father. (laughs) My mother taught me envy. There are millions of less fortunate children in this world who don't have a wonderful mom like you do. Our mothers can teach us a lot of things. And unfortunately, late in life, we start to think of those things that they tried to teach us on. And for all those of us that are older, as we've raised our children, you know, we give them advice. But I think mothers always continue to give advice as long as they have breath. I was up at the mother-in-law's about a week ago, and I sort of listened as I was thinking about Mother's Day message. And I was listening to her, and a lot of times she would say, 
well, you know what I think. And she'd give me, you know, her opinion on whatever the subject was. We need to listen to them. Solomon was the wisest man, they say, who ever lived. And in Proverbs, he wrote a couple things. Proverbs 1.8, listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. And he echoes the same thing in 6.20, my son, keep your father's commands, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Proverbs 15.20, a wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish despises his mother. Solomon is really saying, listen to your mother. Listen to the wisdom of those women in your life. Pay attention to what they are saying. And there was a true story about the Holocaust, Second World War. There was a man named uh, Solomon Rosenberger, a Jewish guy, a Jewish family. So their whole family was thrown into a, a Nazi, Nazi concentration work camp. And uh, their crime was they were Jewish. And we know all about the Holocaust. And so the rules for the work camps back then were as long as you can work, you're permitted to live. And so uh, Solomon saw his mother and father led off to the gas chambers as they were old. His fear was his youngest child had some uh, health issues. And so they would try to do whatever they could to keep him strong. Um, and every day when they would return from uh, the slavery or whatever it was that they were doing, uh, they would gather as a family and they would pray and talk and, and eat together and sort of take the head count. And one day, uh, Mr. Rosenberg came back and he didn't see any of his family there, his uh, wife or the other two boys. Finally, he saw his older boy and he was in the corner crying and he went over to him and he said, tell me it isn't so, what happened? And he said, well, the younger one could no longer work. And so they were going to lead him off to the gas chamber and he was afraid and crying. And he says, well, where's your mother? And she said, she went with him to calm his fears. I get choked up when I think about this. That's a mother's love. She went with her son so he wouldn't have to fear those things. It illustrates a love so strong that someone chooses up to give, to give up their life that their son or their daughter could be comforted. It's also a picture of the sacrificial love that Christ has for us. To keep us from fearing death, he went before us to the cross. He faced that death, and he met it head on, and he returned from the grave so we can have hope in that resurrection. So he says you no longer need to fear death in this life. The scripture is, O oh, death, where is your victory? O oh, death, where is your sting? Christ gave that victory to us. Matthew 12, 46-49 says, While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brother stood outside wanting to speak to him. And someone told him, Your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. And Jesus replied, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, Here are my mothers and here are my brothers. For whoever does the will of God of my Father in heaven is my brother and my sister 
and my mother. I mean, you read that, it seems maybe sort of harsh, like he's disregarding his family. But he's not. He's saying the importance of the body of Christ. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Because like I said, through my life, um, when I was estranged with my mother a little bit, when she passed away, God has given me those spiritual mothers, those spiritual sisters within the church of Christ, within the body of Christ. Are you part of this family? Have you accepted that gift that Jesus Christ has offered us, that gift of eternal salvation by putting your trust and hope in him? If not, you can be once you put your trust and faith in him. He wants to make you a part of this family. See, the attributes of Christ show us the attributes also of the mothers that we honor today. He loved us with a love that is undescribable. It's like a love of a mother for her children. It's something that you can't measure, can't quantify. But we know it's there and Christ has that for us. If you're already a part of the family of God, I'm just not talking about a member of the church, but that right relationship with Christ. If you're already that, commit to yourself in treating other members of the family, other ladies in the church, fully and wholly as God has intended, including the spiritual mothers, the way that the Bible has instructed for you. I want to say for the ladies here that I appreciate the effort and the time that you put in to your children. It's a ministry that is unsurpassed in any other, I think, ministry in the church. And that's that of a mother. You have a life that you mold and make from the time that the child is very small. And it's something that should never be taken lightly. And when we grow up, we need to honor again and do for our mothers and listen to our mothers because they have invested their lives in us. Happy Mother's Day. Let's pray.